Well, the thing is, it's just, it's unsettling, you know? I'm a cat fan. Uh, I mean, I like cats. I don't, I don't have any cats currently, but yeah, they're adorable. I mean, I, I don't like the idea that a cat's haunting me, you know? I said, yeah, no, I get that completely. Um, and it would be upsetting. Um, so, yeah, I can come there. How about tomorrow afternoon? I'd be fine. Yeah, thank you. It's not a big rush, but yeah, tomorrow afternoon would be fine. All hung up. The call had been, well, you know, actually, honestly, I was going to say unusual, but for Ollie, not much is unusual. This guy had called because he said he had a ghost in his house. It was a new house that he had just moved into. Well, not, not a new house, but a house that he just moved into. And it had been in his family, not his family, but this other family for a long time, like four generations. Um, but the family, you know, most of the family had moved out of town and the family member that was left, they had passed away. And so we bought the house and had a bunch of renovations done. Uh, the biggest of which was putting in um, heating and air conditioning, like with ducts. Um, but he also redid the kitchen and didn't ducks. read ducts. No, 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 like ducts. Duct. Duct, yes. Yeah, like duct tape. Yes. Because you meant duck like quack, No, quack, not, not quack, ducks quack, like quack. quack, quack Elsa, quack. are you being disruptive or are you asking an honest question? No, a duct as in a metal tube through which air is pushed for heating and air conditioning. And there's a grate at every end. Yes, exactly. Um... Right, yes, he didn't redo the bathrooms, but he sort of had them updated. Um, and he's not a handyman himself, this guy, so he you know, hired all of it out. And then, yeah, and then when he moved in, there was this ghostly mewing. Didn't exactly follow him from room to room, but it wasn't always in one room either sort of haunting and sounding. Didn't sound like a normal cat. It sounded like it echoed in a weird way. So he'd called Ollie and Ollie, you know, taking the case. Yeah. Sort of. So Ollie had a bunch of other appointments he had to do that day, so we went over the next afternoon as promised about one o'clock. Yeah, some things had cleared up, so we went up there early afternoon. Canceled it. I said, oh, thank you for, thank you for coming. Yeah. Shh. Shh. No more. Come inside. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's, uh, last night was a little rough. I had trouble sleeping. This ghost cat was, seemed to be largely in my room. You're to listen to the story. Close your eyes and imagine what you're being described. I said, well, let's start there. I said, okay, yeah, come on up. So it took all, you know, it's a lovely house, you know. You could see why the guy got it. And the, the bedroom was bright and comfortable. It had a sort of a half octagon, or half hexagon, rather. Shh. A half hexagon bump out with these bay windows. Yeah, the big bay window with uh, yeah, got great light. It's a not huge, but definitely a large bedroom. Um, and I listened, 
and there was no cat ghost mewing there right now. So, so you were sitting in your bed and you heard the mewing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't all night long, but it was definitely on and off all night. I'd say that I first noticed it around 11.30 or so. But that's also when I went to bed, so it's hard to say exactly. Um, and I think I heard the cat mewing last at like maybe 6 a.m. And I, you know, I've got a later schedule, so I was able to get some sleep after that, but yeah. Plus, I don't, I don't love the idea of being haunted. I mean, at least it's, I'm being haunted by a cat and not by like the old family that lived here for four generations or whatever, but, uh, it's creepy. I said, all right, and where else have you, have you heard the ghost cat? Oh, I mean, I feel like most of the house, honestly. Um, definitely heard the ghost cat in the kitchen. And not in the bathroom, but in the library. And in the basement. Lots in the basement, actually. It seems louder in the basement somehow. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, some days, I've only been in the house for like three weeks now, but some days it feels like the ghost cat is following me around. I said, all right, and it's in all day long? Um, no, actually. Now that you mention it, it's usually at night. I'll occasionally get a mew here and there during the day. But at night is when the ghost cat seems to really be wanting attention. I said, huh, interesting. I mean, cats are naturally nocturnal, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Well, maybe I should, you know, come back as it gets toward night, Molly said. Yeah, I mean, sure, if you think that's best. Yeah, I mean, I'd uh, definitely more activity at night, for sure. All right, well, it's it's about, you know, one thirty now, so let's see, it's winter, so night... I'll I'll come back at eight o'clock. How's that sound? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll be here. I'll just I usually dinner about then, so uh, you can join me if you want. I said no, it's okay. I've got some I've got some dinner plans earlier in the night, but I'll I'll come about then and we'll see what happens. Well, I didn't really have dinner plans, but eh, it's kind of been kind of weird to just randomly have dinner with this client. Um, so that's why Ollie really demurred. But anyway, he came back at at, at about eight. And the guy was finishing up dinner. Said, yeah, I've heard a few uh heard a few ghostly mews already. So hopefully this gives you some information you can work with. Uh yeah. So what do you usually do about this time of night? Oh, oh various things. I mean, I guess I often go to into the library. I said, Alright, why don't you show me that then? And they walked into the room and it was kind of in the front of the house. And there was a window, which was dark now. And then, yeah, bookshelves. There was also a TV in there and a couple of musical instruments. I said, oh, cool, do you play? Said, well, yeah, the guitar I haven't played in a while, but I, I, I do keep up with the saxophone. Yeah. Does this ghost cat ever come when I play the saxophone? Yeah. Yeah, often. Would you mind playing a little something now? Oh, I mean, sure, yes, I can do that. I don't usually play in front of other people, but sure, why not? 
So I got out the saxophone and, and played some, you know, basic tunes. And that's when all I heard it. This sort of, well, yeah, a ghostly cat mewing sound, echoing in a strange sort of haunting. There were these weird raspy sounds in the, in the echo. I said, tell you what, if you can play some like short phrases and then I'll listen to the mew. So the guy did, he played, you know, hot cross buns and stuff like that. And they would tr you know, stop suddenly and they'd listen for the mew. It sounds like it's coming from both of the corners. Is that weird? Uh, that, that, that fits. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's weird. So words, and then you hang out here playing music and what? Oh, you know, reading. Sometimes I play some video games, um, and the cat will mew on and off. I've tried putting out, you know, I don't know what a ghost cat wants to eat. Uh, I got some regular cat treats, but they didn't, they didn't get eaten. Let's just. Let's just hang out here for a few and see what we can hear then. And so the guy, his name was Brad, got a book that he was reading while he picked out a book. And they just sat in companionable, companionable silence reading some books. And the mewing started. After like 10 minutes of reading, the mewing was getting going, and it was more constant. And I wrote down on a piece of paper and said, keep doing what you're doing. The guy shrugged. He was just sitting there reading. There was this and the mewing. The ghost cat did sound sad, but now that all I thought about it, the echo sounded a bit metallic followed the sound as best as it could but it did seem to be coming from both sides of the big bookcase along one wall so ollie went over to one side of the bookcase there wasn't much there there certainly wasn't a cat there there was a lamp and the uh, the hvac register i walked over to the other side there there was a trash can and the other hvac register i listened and the mewing had gotten quiet as Ollie had gotten close to the corner. So he decided to s sit right next to the lamp in the HVAC register and then sit still like a stakeout. After a few minutes, the mewing started again. I listened. He gave a big nod. I said, I think I've got something. And the meeting started right away, stopped right away as soon as I said that. I said, what's that? Let's go in another room. Where else do you hear the mewing? Well, I mean, like I said, my bedroom, so we could go in there. Uh, in the night, sometimes it seems like the mewing is following me, this ghost cat, wherever I go. But the, but the bedroom is usually, oh yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. Well, we can go in there. So then we chose the bedroom and they hung out for me. They just, And they, yeah, they chatted for a bit. 
just about the house, about the family that had lived there. And after a few minutes, the mewing started again. And I said, all right, here's what I want you to do. If you can think of a long rambling story that you keep talking, and I'm going to move around the room and see if I can hear where the mewing is coming from. I said, sure, sure, I can tell you a long rambling story. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I can tell you about how I became to live in Baltimore because it's kind of interesting, actually. I was, uh, I was hired to be kind of the personal assistant to the Episcopal bishop. He started telling this long rambling story, and all I could hear the mewing. He followed it. And again, it seemed to be coming from the HVAC register in that room. I got closer, and yeah, it was definitely coming out of the heat register, out of the heat vent. So Ollie said, all right, I got an idea. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to take the cover off of your heat vent, but I want you to keep on... Well, no, hold on, let me think about this for a second. All right, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to the library again. I'm going to take the cover off of one of your heating vents. I want you to stay here and keep talking. doesn't matter what you're saying. I just want the ghost cat to stay here while I do that. Said, okay, yeah, I mean, you're, uh, you're the expert here. Um, well, let's see. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna read from this book out loud. Does that work? Oh, I said, that should work, I think, yeah. Now I could hear the cat mewing. As the guy read, and Ollie snuck out of the room, got his multi-tool out of his little, he had his tool bag with him, and opened up the heat vent, the register, in the library, the one they'd heard the mewing at before. And he climbed inside. Now, Ollie realized that he'd made one tactical error in this plan, and that he didn't, he understood the layout of the house, but he didn't totally understand the layout of the duct system. But it wasn't that big of a house. All he wanted to get up to the bedroom, but through the ducts. That was his, that was his plan. He ended up down in the furnace room first by accident. You could tell because he got, like, he ran into the fan. It was also very dark. Well, he got good eyes, but there's no lights in a duct. You see sometimes people crawling around in ducts in movies, and it's like, lit, but ducks are dark. There's no lights in there. Well, yeah, sometimes you can see some light coming in from the registers. That's what all I had to work with. Yeah, he should have used a flashlight. That would have worked. Let's see. But eventually Ollie figured out his way. He figured out, kind of got the layout, because it was kind of a hub-and-spoke type system, where there were two main runs of the duct system. Stay still, honey. There are two main runs, one serving the downstairs and one serving the upstairs. So Ollie found his way to the, where those two trunks split, found the one going up, climbed up, and then for that point he could tell which way was the front of the house, which is where the bedroom was, and he climbed in that way. It was about then that Ollie remembered that he was being silly because he did actually have a small flashlight in his, in his tool bag. But he's like, you know what, I'm going to wait a second. He started walking very quietly 
And Ollie, I mean, octopuses can be sneaky. Ollie's especially good at being sneaky. And so he was moving just about without making a sound. I could hear Brad still reading from his book, just narrating out to nobody in particular, and he could hear the mewing. He followed the mewing as best as he could. He followed the sound of the storytelling, and they were in the same direction. And as Ollie turned around the corner, he could see out of the register into the room. And he could also see the silhouette of a small cat. I looked around and made sure that there was no other way to get out, because what he didn't want to do was go on a wild chase, chasing a cat through the ductwork system of a house. That didn't sound fun to Ollie at all. <clears throat> but he was pretty sure that this was just a straight run from where he was out into the room. No other turns, no other Ys or Ts. So he got a little bit closer, and the mewing stopped. The shadow shifted a little bit. Ollie was pretty sure the cat was looking right at him. Turned on the flashlight, and indeed, there was a very cute little kitten. And the cat went, meow. And I said, hey, kitty. Meow. It's okay, I know you're scared. But then, he heard Brad saying, Ollie, is that you? I said, yeah, it's, it's me, it's okay. I got it sorted out, but let me, uh, let me work here for a minute. You just keep reading. Okay, all right, I'm sure. Yeah, um, right. So a rose by any other name would sound ultra sweet. And he kept, he kept reading. He's reading Romeo and Juliet. And he made his way slowly toward the cat. Saying, it's okay. It's okay. I'm a friend. He tried not to shine the flashlight directly in the cat's face. Didn't want to scare it. And shined it, at, shined it at the cat's feet. He made his way over, and the cat was nervous, you know, just kind of haunching up the way the cats do sometimes when they're nervous. Ollie very gently reached out and gave the cat a pet down the back. Gave another pet. And the kitten sort of gave it a little shimmy. It relaxed out like cats do when you pet them sometimes. He brought himself over and gave the cat a hug and said, There, there, you're okay. I got you. I got you, little friend. I said, okay, Brad, do you have a screwdriver on you by any chance? Um, there's one on my nightstand. Yeah, what's up? I want you to, if you can, take the, the register off of the heating duct there. The heating duct? Oh, uh, yeah, we're, uh, oh, over by the dresser. I said, yeah, exactly, over by the dresser. Yeah, just take the cover right off. Okay, sure. And I heard, you know, the scratching noises of a screwdriver. And, a... and the register came off. And Ollie scooted out with a kitten in his arms. And Brad said, oh! Sorry, I just... It's not a ghost cat. It's a... It's a real-life living cat. Huh. Well, I said, yeah, I didn't... Uh, I think... You, you've, you've accidentally adopted a cat and this poor kitty has been stuck in your duct system and it's been following you in the room because it's been trying to figure out a way out and, and indeed as soon as they got out all the way out of the duct work the kitty wriggled free of Ollie and Ollie thought to give chase but the cat ran right over to Brad 
sort of nuzzling around its legs like they do sometimes. Oh, it likes me? Oh, of course it does. You've been its only friend for, whew, I don't know, a week now. My gosh, poor thing, it's been stuck. Oh, it must be so hungry. Do you think it'll let me pick it up? I said, I bet it will. It let me sort of give it a hug. So Brad reached down with his big hands and picked up this tiny kitten. And the kitten nuzzled into Brad's chest. I said, oh, you poor thing. Oh, you poor thing. You're okay now. You're going to be my cat now. So they went downstairs and they got the kitty a bowl of water. And he, Brad had gotten at, at the cat treats. So he gave the cat some cat treats. And the cat was nervous but grateful and hungry, very hungry. It snarfed up all the cat treats, lapped up all the water, and went back over to Brad and climbed up in his arms and fell right to sleep. I said, well, I am pleased that there's not a ghost in my house and devil pleased that I have a cat friend now. How nice. Ollie. Thank you so much. I, I, I don't know why it, didn't, it just didn't occur to me that there would be... I mean, I, who would imagine? It, it's... I wouldn't... I only guessed because of where the sound was coming from. You wouldn't expect to have a cat stuck in the heating system in your, in your new house. Well, Ollie, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, come back any time. I'd, I'd offer you a coffee, but it's awfully late. I said, no, it's okay. I'm going to go home and I've got some books to read. I'll send you a bill in the morning. I said, oh, yeah. I mean, hey, I got a free cat out of the deal, right? I'm happy to pay whatever your normal rate is. I said, of course. What are you going to name it? Uh, I think I might name this cat. Hmm. What's a good name for a cat foundling? Fluffa. Steel. Fluffa? Fluffa. Fluffa. Steel. Hmm. I think I'm going to name it mm, Steel McFluffins. It's a great name. And that was the case of Ollie and the Mysterious Mew.